and welcome to Reliving My Youth. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is the star of arguably the greatest comedy of all time, Robert Hayes, who played Ted Stryker in the Airplane movies. Robert talks about filming the movies, his experiences before and after the movie, and Airplane was based on a movie from the 50s called Zero Hour that had a character named Ted Stryker, so Robert talks about that as well. Following Airplane 2, right before the credits, it says, coming soon, Airplane 3. We all know that never happened. Robert gives us a little idea why. Robert also starred in the Homeward Bound movies. Both my kids love that. Starred in a very underrated TV show version of the Starman movie. Robert explains why it got canceled. And for all you Marvel animated fans out there, Robert Boyce, a very important character in that universe. Endgame came out a couple months ago, Spider-Man, it's all the rage. Robert talks about which character that was. I recorded this with Robert right before Endgame came out, so there might be a little line in there about that. Super nice guy, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Robert. Bob, how are you today? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired, but I'm fine. Yeah, I, 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 I can imagine what you, you know, told me, you know, off off air about you know your ordeal, and I hope it hope it all works out. But uh, quickly, it's gonna work out. Yeah, it'll work out. However it works out, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be all right. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, my son Jake is living in the house with me, and we both lost everything, but. At least I don't have to do all that laundry that piled up on the back porch. So now, you know, look at the bright side. But we're going to get in. We're going we're gonna to get things back. We'll, uh, he's, he's got a new album he's working on uh, of music. Unfortunately, lost the hard drives that had all of his all of his old music. That oh, no. The past albums he's done. So he lost all that. He can't get that back except for the, the, the raw footage you know if you wanted right. to re-edit anything but but he's got he's got the uh, you know the cds of everything that he's done so uh so that's that's good at least we get that yeah but yeah it'll be it'll be good it'll all come out it'll, it'll work out fine right yeah well yeah so what what kind of music does he play well he was doing sort of um oh what do you call it it's uh oh man my brain is tired <laughs> It's it's a, it's it's just a new wave rock, but okay. it's kind of a oh like like alternative, you know, like, yeah, just a variation, just rock and roll variation, right? And and uh, uh, he's done um, uh, engineered and produced albums for people that do heavy rock, um, uh, more middle of the road kind of rock, and you know lighter. Uh, his mom, Shirley Curry, right. sleeps in the middle of his. Uh, he did her album, which turned out beautifully. And uh, so, you know, he's done all kinds of stuff, mostly in the rock and roll arena. But uh, uh, he talented kid from the beginning. He see the idea all the way through the finished song. And uh, uh, all the writing the words, music, playing all the instruments, recording, engineering, producing it, and even doing the artwork. He studied art in school, and so he's, uh, he's just a total <laughs> amazing guy. Right. And that, so, yeah. That's awesome. You know, now, because, you know, with, like, really, you know, no CDs or anything, I know vinyl is starting to come back. I mean, I guess it's kind of important oh, yeah. now to have, you know, the artwork, you know, for a long time. You yeah. Know, oh, yeah. There really wasn't sure. any, <laughs> so it's great that he can yeah. do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so... But it's pretty neat. I mean, he's so, so talented. I'm proud of him like that. Yeah. That was his spit, you know? Right. But he's, uh, he's an amazing kid, so that's really terrific. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did, yeah. did, did he ever think about going into acting? He has done that. He studied that. He was fiddling with it a little bit when he was younger. But then he got to where he really, uh, he really uh, got into it heavily, in fact, he was in Texas doing his first film, a small independent film, uh, when the fire hit. Okay. So all his little uh, backpack of clothes, his suitcase of clothes, was 
all that he got from the fire. Wow. Huh. And uh, so, uh, but he's, he's been doing that. He's been doing a lot of improv and uh, doing some small films and uh, things that, you know, he and his children Dyke have done together. And so he's working hard on that, but he's decided that he's got to make this final push to finish off this uh, CD, this album that he's working on. So he's taking a break from all of the acting and just focusing on the music so they can get this finished for another month or two months or so. And then he'll probably start back in. But uh, fun to watch, fun to watch and listen to all this stuff. Right, I can imagine. Yeah, I hope it all works out for him. That sounds great. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. So, about your career, your career, I mean, in my family, kind of spans like generations because obviously me being a big airplane fan, which we'll get to in a second, but my my two kids, well, my son first, and he got uh, his sister hooked on it, what were the Homeward Bound movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah my son was obsessed for, you know, a good couple of years, and, you know, we, we had the DVDs, and so all he would watch, and, and uh, yeah, it was a far cry from Airplane. Uh, did you enjoy making those those movies? Oh, absolutely. It was so fun. The kids were great. They were wonderful. And uh, I kept in touch with Ben. He was just so talented. And he's uh, such a neat kid. He's grown up now and he's married. Uh, he's come to see some of Jake's uh, concerts when he's played, you know, various venues. And just a delightful guy. But it was so much fun working with all the kids, with Kim all of them uh our director uh was wonderful he was so talented he, he had been an editor and worked with uh um uh david uh oh gosh my brain's gone <laughs> oh was it uh was it blue velvet was it okay i'm trying to think of the series it wasn't twin peaks or maybe it was. Oh, oh david but lynch anyway. david lynch yeah. 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 Really. So he was kind of like influenced by some very interesting, incredibly uh, artistic and talented people, and uh, so he he uh, had a great uh, eye uh, and ear, you know, for what he wanted, and so that was delightful working with him. Uh, and then my friend David uh, Ellis did the second one. And it was a great fun because that was his first film that he got to direct. So that was great fun having him do that and being able to work with him on the first one that he got to do. And the dogs were just great. Right, yeah. It was so fun. The dogs and the cat, they were just terrific. Yeah, the, do- the, do- the dogs look like they, you know, what would be a lot of fun to play with and hang out with. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do it. As long as you can't, because you got to keep them focused, and so you can't. Right. Uh, yeah, of course. You can't let them, you know, get too worked up, wound up. But uh, it was really, really fun. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. The, the the settings that we shot in were really beautiful, and uh, you know, it was really, really. Uh, Yeah, speaking of like airplane, uh, how did you like you get the part of Ted Stryker and like how, what was the audition process like for that? Yeah, I, I uh, my manager uh, had, I mean, it was my agent, Tony Soloway, and managed the French Embassy that came later, but uh, my agent, Arnie, had uh, a woman, Beth Boykew, that had just started. Uh, at the uh, agency, and she used to work with Howard uh, uh, Koch. Okay. And so she uh, worked with him in some capacity on some projects. But uh, she knew him, and they had been all over New York and in LA and Dallas and Chicago and you know everywhere, Seattle, everywhere. Looking, they couldn't. They got everybody cast, but they couldn't find Ted or Elaine. And. Uh, she called me up and said, I found, I got your Ted Stryker. And he said, good, let him die. So we went over there and I met 
uh, with Howard and the boys, and we all got along great. I really, really liked them a lot. They were terrific. And they liked me, and then they wanted me to read, and I read, and they liked my reading, and then they had the screen test with Julie, which I thought was terrific because she was, you know, you look back on it, and how lucky can you get? Right. You know, she's, she's fantastic. So that was, uh, they decided that that was it. So when they wanted me to catch me. Yeah. So it's going to happen. <laughs> right. And they, they also had, what, Bruce Jenner and David Letterman come read for the part as well? I, I guess. I don't know. I, I heard they screen tested uh, David Letterman. They really, they love David Letterman a lot, but he really wasn't an actor. He's a stand-up comedian. Right. And so to do a line and do the line over again and do the line over, you're a comedian and you want to have an audience laugh when you do your line if you do the line again they've already heard it so they don't want to laugh necessarily you know and, yeah. and besides you can't you don't want the crew laughing because you're not supposed to laugh when you're <laughs> right. when you're acting you know what I mean you don't want to all the audience in the play there with you so um, I don't know uh, I never talked with him but I don't know if he would have wanted to do it or not or, or what but it uh it wasn't quite the right fit, I guess. Yeah. And Jenner, I don't know. Jenner was not. Uh, I don't know where he was on the. That I don't know if it was Ted Striker or if it would have been for the uh, for Kareem's part if he was because that was originally an athlete. Right. That was uh, Crazy Legs Hirsch, Elroy Hirsch. Okay. In the movie, the other one were. Right. And so they wanted an athlete. So since they had Peter Davis for the pilot, they wanted the co-pilot to be. Um, Originally, it was uh, it was Pete uh, Pete Rose, right? Pete Rose, yeah. But then they thought, well, it's going to mix up time-wise. It's going to conflict with uh, the playoffs, and he's always in the playoffs. So you know, let's let's look around, and they came up with Kareem, and it worked out great. Yeah, Kareem is wonderful in it. So uh, yeah, that's how that was. So I don't I don't know where Bruce Jenner. If it was, I, I don't know where it was in there. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it worked out for you and Kareem. You guys got to, you know, reunite again in those Wisconsin commercials. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I, I would like to have been there for that. I would have liked to, you know, like, I don't know. I wish we would have had more time to do them so we could have really kind of, you know, really had a little more punch on them and had Obviously, the movie was based on uh, Zero Hour, like you mentioned before. Um, did, did you right. did you have to watch that movie uh, before you like got the role, and just to kind of get like Dana Andrews' kind of like mannerism to see how he played the part? No, no, I never. I didn't know anything about it really. Right. We were doing the film, and 
and you kind of hear about it, and you, then they would they would play the scene we're going to shoot, and then they would do their, um, you know, do the same angles. So they had little inside jokes. You know, it was the same angles in an hour as the film that you're spoofing. Yeah. And and uh, you know the same lighting and all the stuff. So that's how I that's when I kind of found out about it. Oh, and then I see some of the stuff. Say, oh, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know anything about it before that. Right, and they even you know use the same uh, you know character name as Zero Hour Ted Stryker, so that made it easier. Sure, <laughs> Dana Dana Andrews. Yeah, yeah sure. Same. So that was that's pretty funny. And Dana Andrews, it's funny because Dana Andrews is such a wonderful actor, really, really wonderful actor, and uh, <laughs> you're doing silly <laughs> things. So it's kind of sacrilegious right. to somebody's performance, but. <laughs> did did you ever hear any feedback so, from him? No. Oh, okay. I don't know when he died. He oh, died he, okay. quite a while ago, but I don't know exactly what year it was. Right. He may have already been died. Had, had I mean, passed on. Oh, time okay. Right. That's yeah. true because it was like probably twenty five years after Zero Hour, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't know when. Right. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. I hope you would like it. it right. You probably kind of get a kick out of it. Yeah. So like, at, be inspired so much of it. Right. So you were, you were filming Airplane, and you were also the lead on a sitcom, Angie. So and you were filming both at the same time, weren't you? Uh, with Angie. Yeah. yeah. That that overlapped when we took our uh, summer break from the first between the first and the second seasons, Angie. Um, and I started airplane and then when we came back and started doing the next season of Angie it overlapped with airplane by two weeks so I was doing both of them at the same time for two weeks and I was unbelievably exhausted that was just that was amazingly <laughs> hard to do try to keep your focus you know that was that was tough but I mean, you know, you're young, you're exciting. It's the first film, everything's yeah. exciting. So you find a way to get through it to do it. Right. And um, were you able to like remember like which lines were for which movie slash TV show? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think pretty much. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like the the movie like. Not many movies are directed by three people. You know, the Zucker Brothers and Jim Abrams. Did like each of them have? Oh, it was so easy. It was so yeah. great. They're like they're like three bodies with one head. Right. Because they would start. One person would start a sentence. The next one would say the rest of the sentence, and then the last one would finish it if there was something to be finished on the sentence. I mean, it's just like they all thought so much alike. Right. So yeah, it was it was, and and uh, um, Jim. And Jerry, uh, Jim and David were in a booth or a little cabin or a trailer if we were on location, and they were where the the um, monitor was. Okay. So they were watching what the camera saw, and then Jerry was out the camera and directing the uh, actors. They would all talk about it, and then he would be the spokesperson. But then with me, they would come, all three of them would come and talk with me, and, which was great. I loved it. I just, I mean, it was every second of it, I loved it. And it Entire thing. So, it was great fun. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine. Oh yeah. I mean, was it was it difficult not to? I mean, you're a professional. You, you have to do it. But was it difficult not to kind of like laugh at you know what's going on during filming? Yeah. Well, I mean, I started out in theater. You can't be up on stage doing things and right. start laughing yeah. along with the audience. You've got to learn not to do that. So you get trained. And so I, I still was, you know, fairly not too far removed from theater and theater so it was uh, it was uh, it was yeah it was tough especially with Leslie because Leslie had his little friendly right and he'd hold that thing and then on my close ups he'd say Mr. Striker can you please oh my god that was rough that was hard but but uh, but it was it was it kept everybody laughing it was really funny yeah, I mean it's it's really amazing how like his like 
his second career kind of took off following that movie with all the Naked yeah. Gun movies, and he was fantastic in them. Sure. And he was a serious That's actor before. Yeah. That opened it all up for him, and he wanted to do that for a long time, but... That's what opened it up. He said that that uh, he went up to the door, but they're the ones that pushed him through. Right. And uh, that's what he always said. So it was pretty pretty neat. Yeah. And then like you see, I... all those guys were great. Bob Stack. Was right. Phenomenal. I'd worked with him once before in his series, um, and uh, most wanted. And yeah. so that was great fun working with him again. He's just was one of the one of the neat guys that I've gotten to meet in the business. I mean, all of them, all of them were, but I had a, you know, kind of good, close relationship with him. And Peter Graves, too. Peter was great fun every time I saw him, and as was Lloyd. Yeah. Bridget was great. And, uh, and, uh, and Leslie, I didn't see as much because he was living then in Florida. Right. He moved to Florida and was playing lots of golf and farting his way through Florida. <laughs> I bet. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, but uh, but when I would see him, it was great. great. Right, I, I, I'd imagine whoever he's playing golf would line up for a putt, and then he's you know using the fart machine to distract him, right? <laughs> oh, I could only imagine that would be fun to see actually. Yeah, see how angry they'd get. Oh, you making me that putt? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't hold it in. You know, yeah. Come up with something. It was so funny. Right. His banter that went along with it was funny too. Right. And 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 even like Lloyd after that had a second career too because the, you know, the Zucker brothers did oh, yeah. like the Hot Shot movies and you know got oh, got yeah, Lloyd in absolutely. there too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And even even a couple of Seinfeld you know guest starring spots too. So he had like another comedic uh -huh. you know comedic rebirth as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like uh. I, I mean, the whole movie's great. I'm sure everyone has, like, different, you know, parts of their favorites and different quotes, but the dance scene, I, I love, and you and Julie <laughs> really, you know, nailed it. And I, I, one part it really cracks well, me we, up. We had the, uh, um, it wasn't Danny Terrio, it was... Um, John Travolta? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He's a wonderful guy. He, he did a lot of that, of the dance choreography. Saturday right. Night Live, Saturday Night Fever. I mean, yeah. and he was our dance guy that showed us all this stuff. His face, uh, he looked like Little Richard to me. <laughs> he had that same way his hair was, you know. But I'll think of it eventually. But, right. Um, but he was our he was our guy, and then another guy, Joe, was uh, a dance a choreographer. I think at Disney. And we've done a lot of stuff at Disney, but they were our two guys, and um, uh, we worked on that for two weeks. We would go and rehearse, and then when we got there, we rehearsed it one way. The camera's here, and we're rehearsing as if the camera's right there. And when we got there, they needed me to be on the other side. When I walk up from the bar to her. They need to, be, need to be on the other side of where I was. And they were so, well, wait a minute, can't you? Oh, oh, oh what are we going to do? And I said, hey, guys, what about this? What if we stalk each other? And we just turn like two animals in the jungle, stalking each other. And then I get around to the other side, take off my jacket, throw it, strike the pose, and then we start to dance. And they tried it, and they said, oh, that's great. So I came up with that idea for the turn. So that was that was fun. Mm -hmm. So it actually contributed something. These guys are so brilliant right. that if you ever come up with something, it's like, wow, that's really kind of neat. Yeah. So anyway, that's where that came from. And, right. and uh, it was, oh, that was funny. Yeah. All of the Girl Scouts. Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, <laughs> tiny, all of the people dancing. The big, the rather large woman that steps out of the dance floor and, <laughs> and starts dancing is named Tiny. And she was great. Yeah. I thought she was terrific. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it was, that was that was a fun sequence to shoot. Yeah. So the, the only <laughs> part I imagine you didn't do was the flip, right? Because I saw you kind of crouch in the corner, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the, <laughs> it was the, 
the one part I didn't do. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it is funny because you can see me there waiting. Yeah. If you look closely, you see me in the back there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when people come up to you, do they, what's like the one quote? I'm not going to say your favorite quote, but like, what's the one quote that you get back that they ask you? Well, um, the one quote is actually a two-line quote. That's one of the most famous of the film. And that's when I say, surely you get right. serious. And Leslie says, I am serious, don't call me surely. Yeah. And you have to, it's like a two-part, you have to have those parts yeah. for it to work. Because if you just say, I am serious, don't call me surely, people know what that means now. <laughs> but if you just said that, no one has ever seen airplane, they have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. What do you mean, don't call you surely? I never called you surely, what are you talking about? <laughs> so you have to have the first part of the line. Right. You know, surely you can't be serious. And uh, that's probably what I hear more than anything. But you also hear, uh, you know, what's your vector, Victor? And, yeah. And, uh, you know, all kinds of things. I heard that one today, actually. Guys uh, out of okay. the top side clear on Right. And land. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Have you ever gotten, like, <laughs> any uh, responses from Detroit? <laughs> Have I ever got? Oh. <laughs> No, actually, wow. okay. <laughs> never have. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I suppose is sort of surprising, but yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah. But I mean, my like one of my favorite ones is when you're with Julie on the beach and you're going through like you got your orders and everything. You're explaining in detail what you're doing, and then she's like, "When you can be back?" That's classified. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that. It's yeah. Classified. I've exposed the entire mission. Right. When are you going to get back? I can't tell you. It's classified. It's classified. That was fun. That was right up here. Uh, I think it was up north of Zuma or California. Right up. Uh, not County, right up there. Korea Beach on the, the north side of the, of the rocks there. And that's where we uh, we shot that. They, they filled up a portable 10,000-gallon uh, square... Um, water tank so they put the sides up and then put the frame up to hold it and then they pump the water up from the ocean and then they uh, had the close up of us and then when the water is supposed to rush back over us they opened the tank and it just gushed over us and oh man <laughs> got in our eyelids you know with that all that water the pressure of it coming down and and it just really got thrown everywhere you got the water sand in your eyes and you know you know <laughs> not that comfortable. I, I can imagine. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> very funny because the the close-ups of me, um, I'm up on a platform. The camera's down below, and she's laying next to the camera. So I'm talking to her, and she's about five or six feet away. And then the uh, close-ups on her, the camera is up, and I'm up, you know, by the camera. So we're not next to each other like we are in the actual shot. Right. And uh, so it's kind of funny. If people saw the way someone made, they would get a kick out of it probably. Right. I mean, um, yeah. There are like so many great cameos in the movie. Uh, obviously, Barbara Billingsley, Ethel Merman, you know, Kareem. Like, which one was your favorite? Which one was like, oh my God, I can't believe they got this person for the movie? Oh, gosh, I mean, all of them, yeah. to me, I was just blown away. Ethel Merman is a, you know, a legend. Yeah. And I grew up with Barbara Billingsley. I grew up with Beaver the Beaver watching that when I was a kid. Right. And that was originally Harriet Nelson. Okay. They were originally talking to, but I met her, and she's one of the sweetest women I've ever met. And she said she was worried about the language, but, oh, she was so sorry that she oh. didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... You know, just like Pete Rose instead of Kareem and Harriet Nelson instead of Bob Billingsley. But it all worked out. It all worked out really well. Yeah, I mean, because even like yeah. with this, you know, obviously Kareem is much, you know, taller than Pete Rose. I think it, that just worked out with them carrying yeah. out, you know, though, in his, you know, Lake Laker gear, which, which, which was legendary and really yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. But um, then. They make a sequel, which I, the sequel's fun. You know, it's, it's some you know great you know gags and stuff like that as well. I know the original directors didn't uh, 
had have anything to do with it. Um, were you? Yeah. Were you excited to do the sequel? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was great fun, and I also got paid. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> first one was my first feature film, and I mean, it was, you know, I'm a, a fairly unknown, and I'm just doing the series, but it was still fairly new, and so I was pretty unknown, and so you're not in a position to say, okay, where's my big payday? But it was so worth it. That was the greatest investment I've ever made in the biz, for sure. I was just doing that for, for uh, Zilch, and then the second one came along, and that was that was a lot more money. So that was great fun, and and uh, it was and everything that it did for me with all the other film movies, TV shows, everything else. It, it was just really, really it set the stage for me. And uh, the boys, by casting me in the movie, gave me a huge gift. You know, so so it was. Uh, Right, and yeah, and that one also had tremendous uh, cameos as well. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Rip Torn, Chuck Connors, Raymond Burr. I mean, Shatner, (laughs) Sonny Bono. I mean, it was just this is unbelievable. Yeah, 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 it was great. It was so great. Yeah, and I I known Sonny before. Right, but that was great fun working with him. And uh, oh gosh, he was. Funny. Yeah. He's great. Right. But then, you know, then the, the credits roll, and then it says coming soon, Airplane 3, and we're still waiting. It's like, what, 35 years now? So, what, what happened? Yeah. With, what happened with Airplane well, 3? I, when I did that, when I did Airplane 2, that was, we were doing things that at that time was really frowned upon. Doing sequels to films was right. really looked at, it was being very gauche. And all the paparazzi, every time I would go, any event, paparazzi was there. You'd always be yelling, "Hey, Robert, airplane! Hey, you think you'll ever be a real actor? <laughs> hey, you think you'll do anything?" I mean, they were really, as paparazzi can quite right. often be, right. incredibly rude and you know, just kind of ghosts. But um, I, I, I fell for it, and I was doing a film in London with a friend of mine at the time with Sir John Gielgud. I mean, it was really. Kind of really wonderful experience, but uh, they were saying let's do airplane three, and I said no, I don't want to do it because I had fallen for that crap. And right. they got the price up so high <laughs> that uh, at the time a million dollars was the big deal. If you made a million dollars, that's what nowadays you know they're getting fifteen or twenty million dollars a picture. Right. That, but now it's like a million. I mean back then a million dollars was that was like the, the big benchmark then, and they got my price up to a million and a half and, and 10 points on the film and all that stuff. And I, 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 I wish I had done it, but I just said, no, no, I, I can't keep doing airplane films. I've got to do real things. But now they call it a franchise. Yeah. Now you do as many as you can possibly squeeze out of it. But, uh, but back then it was really frowned upon, and I just unfortunately didn't do it. Uh, screwed up. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because because now they they make you know four or five sequels of every movie and yeah yeah yeah. They just try to right get everything they can out of it. Yeah, yeah. Are you a little surprised that they haven't tried making like a reboot slash remake of it? No, yeah. not really, not at all. Because the boys captured lightning in the bottle. Right. The, first one. the second one. By the time we did the second one, and Ken Pickleman did a really nice job with it, but by the time we did that one, it was kind of like, well, you've already told the joke, you know? Yeah. And and so to do the third one would have been just really beating a dead horse. So so uh, people try, you know, they tell me, hey, this is just like airplane. I said, okay, <laughs> good, good for you. Hey, I got something for you, just like airplane. Like, well, yeah, you know it's 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 hard. Yeah, it's hard now because like there aren't really good comedies anymore. You know, it's like well, yeah, it's tough, and the times have changed. Yeah, your airplane today. No, there's all the different, uh, you know, the different social movements that are yeah. going on, and how how uh, 
politically incorrect that movie yeah. was. You couldn't do it. No. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. We got enough flack at the time. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, still yeah. did it anyway, which is wonderful. But I think it's important to put on it yourselves. And it's unfortunate a lot of these political movements are so. You've got to go through them. Yeah. Or come out the other side, but everyone's going to be bruised and battered, beaten on both sides. But you come out the other side, and people realize that, wow. How worth it was that? And some people say, oh, it's really worth it. Other people say, it wasn't worth it at all. But, uh, but you do it. And meanwhile, you have taken away uh, the comedy writers and comedians' uh, ability to right. poke fun at people that get so arrogant about their particular political movement. They right. get so superior and condescending and arrogant and you gotta as the British say you have to be able to take the piss out of the people Yeah, you know when you take the piss out of them that means puncture their balloon right. and you gotta be able to do that in order to keep them on track so they don't get so carried away <clears throat> you know it keeps things on an even keel and uh, <clears throat> I think that's uh, that's something that's missing a little I think uh that would be nice to get back. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hopefully... Whatever happens, it happens. Yeah, it? yeah, you, you just need, like, one, you know, director, one, you know, company just to, you know, have, you know, the, the nerve to, well, you, to what, do what it. What you mean is you just need somebody when it's just finally gotten to where people are starting to get a little frustrated with all this stuff. Right. And you need one person yep. that's brave enough, but not only brave enough, but they're talented of enough. Course. They've got to yeah. have... The, the script that yeah. is I mean the guys wrote Airplane they wrote a brilliant script right. and they are brilliant when it came to executing the script so you gotta have someone that can not only write the right script but the director that can direct it yeah. and get it out of it you know what needs to be gotten out of it and the studio or whoever is gonna release it to get out of the way and yeah. let them do it and do right. their vision and believe in them you know, because comedians say, oh, I'm going to put my footprint on this thing or my handprint on this film, and they just ruin it. Yeah, and, yeah. So, and, and, and Paramount was pretty good with with, with the boys, right? With the singing they the were very good, yeah. yeah. I mean, they had a couple of things right. that, uh, that uh, um, oh, God, why is my brain... It's just fried today. I've got his face. I can't even think of it. Um, shoot. But anyway, he was really, he was good with the guys. And he said, okay, but I wanted oh, uh, a jet plane, not a prop plane. Right. Oh, uh, Michael Eisner, right? Michael Eisner. Yeah. Michael Eisner. Yeah. And he was great. Right. The guys knew what they wanted, what they wanted. He saw they had a vision. But he said, I want a, a jet plane, not a prop plane. Right. The guy said, well, we want a prop plane. <laughs> and I want, we want to do it in black and white. And he said, no, you got to do it in color. So it's basically, you got to do it in color, and you want a jet plane. And they said, well, we want a prop plane, we want to do it in black and white. And he said, okay. He said, um, uh, well, good luck. Um, I really wish you all the best of luck in making this picture. <laughs> you just won't be making it here at Paramount. Right, <laughs> And uh, they said, really? He said, yeah. Now, if you want to go take the weekend, you will think about it. Uh, my demands are I want you to make it in color. And I want this to be on a jet. We want to update it. We don't want it so old. And so they came back at the end of the weekend and said, okay, we'll do it your way. <laughs> they got it because they it's a jet plane, but the sound is a prop. It's a prop plane, right, which is brilliant. <laughs> so they got him. But at the same time, I think he probably got a big belly laugh out of it because right. it's one of the things that people laugh on. Yeah, totally. So, so uh, but he, I mean, he he he, he had good taste as uh, uh, a studio executive of filmmaking. So, so uh, you got to hand that to him. He's good with that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and another part in the movie just was when you look at the controls 
and it just pans and it's like an endless pan. It goes on for like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. nauseum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. But, um, but yeah, but then you kind of play an airline pilot again in the, the beginning of Sharknado 2. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> yeah, they called up and they asked my manager, you know, they she called me and said, they want you to do this cameo in Sharknado right. 2. And I said, Sharknado? I don't even know what that is. Right. She says, I don't either. And I told my son, who is, he's now 28, but he was uh, 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 20, whatever, 22 or Right, yeah. Time. And I said, can you they want me to do this cameo in this thing called Sharknado? Yeah, it made sense. And, and some of the reviews that came in, uh, like one of the people, they quoted a person, a viewer, and they said, as soon as I saw Robert Hayes in the opening teaser, I knew I was in for a fun ride. <laughs> and that's what he and, and what he told me, the director told me, was that uh, I guess when I did the film, he said something about it. It was very complimentary to me. When I agreed to do it, and then, my clip in it really kicked the second one so it it gave them more legs to do the sequels what they did they did six yeah they did yeah and that was so nice of him to say that I mean how much of it's true I don't know (laughs) right but it was really nice that he said made me feel good (laughs) so so uh that was that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Right. Yeah, because they they had a lot of cameos throughout all those movies but yours was like the the perfect one. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was, yeah. it was good. But then another role uh, you took over for Jeff Bridges in Starman, which Starman was a, was a great movie. And I, re- I remember the TV show watching it when I was, was younger, and that was also a lot of fun. Were you kind of disappointed that didn't last that long? Yeah. Uh, actually, it was... it. That was... And I mean, with all the things I've done, I've had so much fun in so many things, and Angie was special. Donna Pascal was great, right. and and Donna has remained a very close friend. She's my my son's godmother. The two two sets of godparents for my son, and she and her husband are one set, and and uh, Kent and Cynthia McCord are the other set. Okay, Kent McCord was on Adam Twelve. Okay, and he and his wife Cynthia and Donna and Arnold, and so we've remained really good friends, really close friends, but. My favorite things I've ever done would be Airplane and Starman would right. be right up at the top of the list. I read the script and I auditioned for the film, but I really didn't have much uh, in the way of credits or anything going on at the time. And they wanted a name, and you know, they, so that was sort of uh, what was probably going to be happening anyway. But I really, I really loved that script a lot, and. Um, so when I had a chance to do it, I had a deal with Columbia Films and Television, and this was at the end of the deal. Uh, the 
things that I'd come up with, they weren't quite right. The things that they'd come up with, they weren't quite right. <laughs> so it looked like it was about literally the last day, and it was about to run out. And uh, they told me, and they said, hey, you got this thing. What is it? What are they telling me? I, oh, yeah, it doesn't sound that great. But, and so... Each time they told me that, they would explain it over the phone, and then this time they called me and said, we got the thing for you. And I said, what is it? They said, ah, come in, and we'll tell you when you get here. So <laughs> then I, I went in and met with them, and I thought, oh, no, jeez. I don't want to do a TV series based on a film that was, you know, really great film that I really wanted to do, but I don't want to follow somebody. Right. And so eventually... I really like the people a lot, and I like their ideas a lot. So finally I said, okay, and <laughs> we dove into it, and I loved it, just like with Airplane. I loved going to work every day, every minute of that whole show. All the people, the crew, we were like family. And uh, everyone felt so supportive, and everyone felt important on that. And and it was, uh, it was really a very special show. I found out, uh, and and uh, Jim uh, Hirsch. There were two. There were three except producers: Jim Henderson, Jim Hirsch, and Michael Douglas. And Henderson and Hirsch were were the uh, they were writer producers. So they were exact producers, but they also were writers on the show. Right. And they they Jim. I was playing golf in a little charity tournament one time, and he had just turned up. This was a few years back. I mean, he had just found out, like, the week before how close it was. He said he always knew that it was close, but he never knew it was that close. It literally came down, didn't come down until, like, the last hour when they had to make a decision. It literally came down to the last half a second. Wow. They were that close. And they just got a little confused with, should we or shouldn't we? And they said it was the biggest mistake they made that season, not renewing that show, because... It was such a good piece. And I'm I'm convinced if it had been picked up just for that one more season, they would have figured out what they had and it would have gone for at least four right. seasons. Oh definitely. If not more. And and uh, the following that we got from that, they're still around today, the Starman family. Um, the group of people they come from they come from overseas, they come from Germany and Australia and Japan and and all over the United States and Canada, uh, South America, they come all gather together. Starman Family Con. And uh, we all just get together and celebrate the, the show. And we get people from the show, CDs, Barnes, Chris Barnes showing up, and, and Michael Kekinall and come all the time. Patrick Culleton right. comes all the time. And, uh, and then we get some of the crew guys will show up, and they just love it. They yeah. just have such a great time. Right. It's, it's and, and uh, yeah. It's, what? I wouldn't say it was just a shame because it was probably a little before its time. Where you know, if it was now or even ten years later, it could have been you know, shopped to a you know cable network or sci-fi, and it probably would have continued oh. now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if teachers would write to me. And tell me, you can put that back on the air. Well, I, <laughs> I'd write them back and say, I, I want it to be on the air. Right. I, I can't put it on the air. You got to, you have to write to the networks. You got to write to the ABC network and tell them it. Don't take that off the air. But all of that was too, too late. Uh, and uh, they said that it was just uh, that was their big mistake, not renewing it. But oh, it was, it was so. It had so much heart. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, Mike. Kind of all the dryness out of me this that. <laughs> but it had so much heart in it, and so much humanity, and uh, there was a lot of love in that film, in that series, uh, and it showed through. I think a lot of people felt cared. Right. So. Yeah, and then you had an. Um another role which uh you know right now obviously superheroes are you know the rage and you know but before robert downey jr you actually played iron man oh yeah did that for a little while yeah yeah that was fun that was that was a lot of fun and i went over to marvel the office and got to meet stan and 
Disney of Hell. Right. You know, one of the animation cells okay. of Iron Man, the new side, to me, and, and it was so fun. Unfortunately, I lost that in the fire, too. Oh, that's, but, yeah. But, uh, that was, uh, that was really fun. He was delightful. Oh, my God, he I, was so fun. Right, I can imagine. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, so, uh, was that the first time you did, like, voice work? Yeah, that was pretty early on. I mm. haven't done a lot of it, but I sure haven't started doing it, but I haven't done uh, that much of it. But it's uh, kind of a closed shop, you know, those things are yeah are hard to get into, but Jim Cummings was in it, Jim Cummings is Pooh, uh, the Wayne Right, Poo. right. And uh, he's very, one of the big voiceover guys. Uh, Jim Avery, James Avery, I mean, a whole bunch of people were in that, that that are just the exceptional voiceover people. So, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, looking forward to, which is unbelievable, the 40th anniversary of Airplane coming out next year. Uh, I'm sure you'll be busy promoting it, but uh, thank you for a few minutes. Isn't that crazy? I know. I don't feel like it was that long ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I can't even imagine that you thought, like, you'd be talking about this movie even 10 years after you did it, let alone 40. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, True. yeah, but thank you for a few minutes today, Bob. I really appreciate it, and good luck with everything with your house, and I hope it all works out. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. No, I hope that, I hope that all the, uh, the computer demons leave you guys alone back there. You can get every, the printer and everything else all working properly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I just, I just got a, 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 an alert from the company saying it could be up to 48 hours <laughs> that the internet. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, yeah. 48 I, hours without all that is actually pretty awful these yeah, days. Yeah, exactly. And it's screeching. <laughs> well, I actually have to, like, do stuff together now as a family. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's a good Forced bonding experience. Yeah. 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 <laughs> And a special thanks to Robert for joining me today. If you haven't watched Airplane in a while, go check it out. It still holds up. It's still hysterical. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the first all 19 Be sure to like the page Living My Youth on Facebook. Go to iTunes, check out all the past episodes we've had. While you're there, please rate and review the show. Don't have iTunes? Not a problem. The show's on SoundCloud. It's also on Podbean. And if you want to get a t-shirt, a onesie, a phone case, whatever, towel, there's a lot of stuff on there. Go to livingmyyouth.threadless.com. A new episode comes out every Wednesday. We'll see you next week.